Have you ever felt like your beautiful images should be getting more bookings, but somehow those bookings are not coming in? It might not be your photography skills, but instead your website that's losing you clients. Today, I'm sharing 10 website mistakes that are likely keeping potential clients from hitting that book now button. Now, let me tell you, this is not going to be your typical advice about website load speed or mobile compatibility. We're diving deep into issues that I have seen over and over after personally reviewing dozens of photographers' websites. Let's fix these mistakes so that you can stop losing clients before they even get to know you. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full-time. Students learn this through the Beauty and Birth Photography Certification and through Marketing School for Photographers. So you know that feeling of like, man, I need to post something today, but I don't know what I want to say. That's how I felt before recording this episode. So what I did is I went to the list of questions that we get from our students, and I saw the dozens of website reviews that we have been doing for them over the years. And I was like, you know what? After reviewing all of these photographers' websites, there really are some consistencies, like some some things that I see over and over that you guys, my podcast listeners, might benefit from hearing. So that is how this episode was born. I am going to share 10 mistakes that you might be making on your website that's keeping clients from booking with you. Okay, let's get into it. Now, a lot of you already know the basics that you need for your website, right? You need to have a fast website load speed because people do not pay attention. <laughs> people are easily distracted. You need to have a website that functions on mobile, that looks good on cell phones and that people can click and use on cell phones. And you need to have a .com website, not a wordpress.com website, but a taviaredburn.com website. So I don't want to dig in to those details too much because those really are the basics. Instead, I want to assume that you know those things and you're doing those things. And I want to dig into some more often overlooked mistakes once you've graduated from the basics. Okay. Are you ready? Let's get into mistake number one, which is your portfolio is hard to see. It's hard to scroll through. It's hard to find. Making sure that your portfolio is user-friendly and that there's easy navigation and the images load quickly and you've optimized those images to load quickly on your website and making sure that that portfolio is mobile responsive is so important because there have been so many times I've looked at somebody's website and I've wanted to scroll through the images and it's challenging to do so, or I can't figure out where to do it, or I can't click the right thing. Like really go to your website 
as if you're not a photographer, you're a potential client and you don't know how to do things that photographers know how to do, right? And so make it as easy as possible for them to see your images and to scroll through your portfolio. The second mistake that I see photographers making on their website is they don't have a blog or they have a blog that's really, really outdated. So when I visit someone's website, I almost always go to their blog first. Not even necessarily to like read the blog content, but I just want to see if they're still relevant. Like, are they posting content? Are they posting sessions? Are they still shooting, right? And not only does blogging, of course, help SEO, but it might be playing more of a role than you realize in if people are booking you or not. In fact, I'm reminded of a time that we were looking for a family photographer. We were going to the beach and I wanted to hire a photographer to do family photos of us on the beach. And I asked in a Facebook group for the location we were going to for photographer recommendations and I started clicking through their website. And if I liked their homepage and the homepage loaded and I liked the photos, I almost always would click over to their blog. Because I wanted to get a general idea of one, are they consistently still doing sessions? Like, are they an active photographer who's still in business? And two, do I like the images that I see that they have most recently photographed? And so while it's important to have, you know, good content on your blog, it's also important to share images on your blog and share what you've been working on. If you need help creating consistent blog content, that is why I created the Content Club for Motherhood Photographers. Every month you'll get three mostly done-for-you blog posts that you can share that will help boost your search engine optimization, aka showing up on Google, and get people onto your website. To learn more and sign up, head over to contentclubforphotographers.com and we'll have a link in the description of this episode as well. I couldn't talk about blogging without mentioning the content club because it's such a valuable resource if you struggle to say stay consistent with the blogging. The third mistake that I see photographers make on their website, and I hope this doesn't ruffle any feathers. I say this with kindness, but you guys know I tend to be blunt and to the point. The mistake is cheap looking fonts, colors, and design. If I have any students in marketing school listening to this right now, <laughs> one of the things that I say often when I'm looking at their websites is I, is I comment on the fonts and if I love or hate them. Maybe that's a Tavia thing. I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with fonts, but when I see a good font, it really elevates the brand in my mind. And listen, I am not a graphic designer. But we all know a high-end looking website when we see one. And on the flip side, we know a cheap DIY type website when we see one, right? And the truth is these days, there really is no excuse for having a cheap looking website. There are so many templates that you can buy really inexpensively or even free templates with your website host that are professionally designed and that use high quality fonts and elements to give your website a high-end look. The aesthetic of your website reflects your brand as a photographer and what people will think about you and your work. 
So I do think it's worth the time to make sure that your fonts and your colors and the design of your website look high end and it will be worth the effort. Now don't go crazy with this. Okay. Done is better than perfect, but for some of you, you're at a certain level where like, it's time to go ahead and have the elevated website. It's time to invest in the template that's going to really elevate things for you. Okay. So that's your, that's your little reminder. That's a mistake that I see quite often. Mistake number four that I see photographers making on their website is their website is missing the photos of the thing that they want to specialize in. Now, we talk a lot about the power of niching down and specializing on this show as a photographer, especially when you're just starting out. Because when you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. And the best way to get hired is to speak directly to a specific ideal client and be known for a specific niche of photography. But oftentimes I'll visit a photographer's website who tells me that they're specializing in newborn photography, but the first image on their website is a family photo out in a field with like a toddler and an older kid. There's nowhere to see a newborn in that photo at all, right? And it's like, wait, I thought you wanted to specialize in newborn photography. Why is the first photo that I see a family photo? If you want to specialize in newborn photography, then the first image on your website needs to be a newborn photo. And the copy or the wording on your website needs to speak to someone who is about to have a baby or is planning on having a baby soon. Okay, so mistake number four was missing the photos of what you want to specialize in. Website mistake number five is pushing website visitors to social media instead of your email list. You heard me say it once. You've heard me say it a thousand times. We don't own our social media following. It could go away tomorrow. So if I have the option of sending someone to my Instagram or to my newsletter list, I'm sending them to my newsletter list every time. And after they're on your newsletter list, you can bring them over to social media so that you can like hang out with them and and start to build that relationship, right? But the true way to build a relationship is with email marketing. Think about it like this. Imagine that someone is on your website and they're thinking about hiring you. And so they go follow you on social media because you're like linking to your Instagram everywhere. And you're like, they're like, okay, I'm going to go follow her on Instagram. How many of your Instagram posts are they going to see? On average, you're reaching less than 10% of your followers when you post on social media. So the chances are they're going to go follow you on Instagram and not even see your content. And that is not building the type of relationship that you want to build with someone who's interested in working with you, right? But on the flip side, imagine that someone is on your website and they're thinking about hiring you. So they join your email list because you're blasting your email list everywhere this time. Now they're hearing directly from you regularly. You're delivering valuable content and sharing like studio news and promotions and they're hearing from you consistently and suddenly they're much more likely to engage with you and hire you because they're actually hearing from you, right? Unlike social media where they might see you, they might not. Fun fact, eMarketer.com did a study that found email marketing conversion rates are three times higher than social media. What does that mean? That means that someone is three times more likely to become your client if they get your emails than if they're just following you on social media, which is so powerful. 
Okay, website mistake number six. And this one (laughs) might be something that you hadn't thought of before. Your about me section on your website talks about how much you love photography. (laughs) This is something my marketing school students know that I say to them all the time. Here's the thing about your about me section on your website. Everyone knows that you love photography. You're a photographer, right? And so what I oftentimes would see on photographers' websites is, oh, I first picked up a camera when I was three years old, or, oh, I love photography because this and that. Every single photographer's website says something about how much they love photography. So how can you use this really important section of your website to stand out and share something unique about yourself? Share something that might be a little bit different. Share something that you love that people can connect with that's outside of photography, that's outside of I'm a wife and mom and you know, I love photography. That's probably about 90% of the people that they're looking at. So what else is there about you? Like, are you a Harry Potter fanatic? Or do you, are you like a a red wine snob and you love your like bougie flavors of red wine? Or do you have a garden in your backyard? Are you like a homesteader? There's so many things about you other than being a mom, wife, and photographer. And so can you share some of those things in your about me page to connect with people so they remember you as more than just this name? They remember you for the thing that you shared. That's personal. That has nothing to do with business or photography, right? I actually did a whole episode on this show. It's been a long time ago, but we're going to pull it out of the archives (laughs) and link it up in the description for you. And it is all about... Um, creating a captivating about me page. So we'll link that up for you to listen to after this episode. The seventh mistake I see photographers making with their website is not using analytics. Now, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that I love data and I love making decisions about my business based on data. And Google Analytics is free data for you to analyze. When you use Google Analytics, it's easy to see where people are finding your website and which pages they're visiting and which pages they're leaving on, like what pages are making them click off of your website. And you can see the bounce rate of your website and just so, so much more useful information. And Google Analytics is really easy to set up. So if you don't have it, there is a bunch of data that you're missing out on. So definitely take the time to set that up. Most photographers are not utilizing this. It's a very underutilized resource that I think you're going to really, really um, value. The eighth mistake that I see photographers making when it comes to their website is not having an opt-in or a newsletter sign up. So In addition to the previous point of just not funneling people to social media, a big mistake a lot of photographers are making on their website is not giving people an opportunity to join your email list. Now, of course, most people don't want to sign up for a newsletter, right? But having a simple opt-in box that says like sign up for studio news or join my VIP list really is better than nothing. And if you want to take it to the next level, create something valuable, like a valuable download or PDF or coupon code or something that they can download when they opt into your newsletter. It gives them that incentive to want to join. 
So done is better than perfect. It's better to have like a join my newsletter list than have nothing. But if you want to take it to the next level and get more people opting in, definitely create some kind of freebie for them to opt in for. Okay, mistake number nine. These last two are good. They're very like detailed, but they're good. Mistake number nine I see a lot of photographers making on their website is they do not have testimonials at all on their website. And if they do, oftentimes what the photographer is doing is copying and pasting the entire testimonial and plopping it onto their website. Now, friends, nobody's reading that. Very, very few people are reading that. What you need to do is pull out the highlights of that testimonial. What's the big takeaway from that testimonial so that you're not just dumping a whole paragraph of text on your website that people are unlikely to read? And when it comes to testimonials, what I used to do and what I see photographers still doing is they have a like reviews page on their website or like a testimonials page. And I'll say like client testimonials or what our clients had to say. And every single testimonial is stuffed onto that page. And again, it's better than nothing. But what I like to do is intentionally sprinkle testimonials throughout my website so that people are seeing them as they naturally progress through my website. So it's kind of like forcing them to read good things about me, right? You're kind of forcing them to see that so-and-so Jenny said that Kristen was totally worth her price for photography, right? And they're not having to seek them out, but instead those reviews are right there in front of them. Okay, so mistake number nine was not having testimonials on your website or they're too long or they're all stuffed into one page. And mistake number 10 that I see a lot of photographers make on their website has to do with their contact form. And that is you're not asking people how they found you. Oh my goodness, whenever I have a student inside of marketing school who's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this flood of inquiries that's coming in. Like, I can't believe that all these people are finding me. I'm finally getting booked, blah, blah, blah. The first question that I ask them is how did they find you? How are these people finding you? Because we want to celebrate that. We want to serve them well, but we also want to look at how can I find more people like that? And if you don't know how they found you, you're not going to be able to duplicate that and continue to grow your business. And so if you don't currently have a line in your contact form that says, how did you hear about me? Please add it today and make it required. Make it required. That's how strongly I feel about this. Because sometimes people can't remember or they'll say like, oh, I've heard about you lots of places and that's fine. But I want to know how they heard about me. Was it Google? Was it social media? Was it a referral? Was it Instagram? All of those things, like so important to know. And the second mistake that you might kind of be making on your contact form is asking way too many questions on your contact form. I've seen contact forms that look like some kind of questionnaire almost. And in the beginning of my photography business, I want to say I had like four questions, name, email, um, how did you hear about me? And what type of session are you looking to book? Like something very, very simple. As I started to get more bookings, as I started to stay fully booked, I started to be a little bit pickier, specifically with birth clients on who I would take. And so I would start to kind of qualify them in the contact form and say, you know, where are you giving birth? And obviously like, when is your due date and stuff like that? Because I knew that there was, there were certain hospitals I wouldn't go to and certain due dates I would have 
I wouldn't be available for. So as you start to get booked, you can add some more questions, but don't go crazy and have like 25 questions for them to fill out before they can even contact you because most people are going to click away from that. So those are the 10 big mistakes that I see photographers making on their website that's making it hard for them to get booked. And don't forget your website is more than a place to show your beautiful photos. It's the way that you connect with people and tell your story and show off your work. And if you avoid these mistakes and spend some time fixing up your website, it can turn into an incredible tool that you own, right? Unlike social media that brings in a lot of clients. So as we finish up today, I want to challenge you. Okay. I want to challenge you like I often do. How would you engage with this episode if you paid for it? What kind of action would you take if you paid me a hundred dollars to listen to this episode? Right. I want you to take some time and identify like two or three of these mistakes that you might be making and make those changes and make some tweaks. And when you make small changes and you make your website better bit by bit, and you make it a place that shows off your brand and your work, you're going to start to see more clients converting, or excuse me, more inquiries converting into clients. And remember, you're not trying to make it perfect on day one, right? You're trying to make it better over time. Focus on being just 1% better every day. Thank you for making it to the end of another episode. I hope that you loved this. And if you have a photography biz bestie who might benefit from this episode, feel free to text them a link or a screenshot so that hopefully they can stop making these website mistakes too. And my friend, remember, if you have a passion, it is not an accident. Not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, it's there for a reason. And I hope that you're going to follow that passion and make it happen. Have a great week.